Frankie, come, come on. Frankie, come. Good boy, good boy. Sit, good boy. Down, down, good boy. And stay, stay, good boy. How about you? Can you sit down and stay for the next half hour? This is Spotlight on Assistance Dogs. Hello there and welcome to the October 21 edition of Spotlight on Assistance Dogs. I'm Devon from Canada. Earlier this month, Guide Dog Users of Canada held its conference and annual general meeting virtually. One of the speakers was Jane Madigan. She is now living in and working in the Ottawa area, but she is originally from England and she has also worked in New Zealand. Jane is a T-Touch practitioner and a guide dog mobility instructor. Here's part one of her address to conference attendees about anxiety. Hello there and welcome to the October 21 edition of Spotlight on Assistance Dogs. I'm Devon from Canada. Earlier this month, Guide Dog Users of Canada held its conference and annual general meeting virtually. One of the speakers was Jane Madigan. She is now living in and working in the Ottawa area, but she is originally from England and she has also worked in New Zealand. Jane is a T-Touch practitioner and a guide dog mobility instructor. Here's part one of her address to conference attendees about anxiety. So yeah, I, I'm, I'm all about how the dog is feeling and how they read our body language and how we can actually help them move into a really calm and nice place because when a dog is calm they learn better and they process information better but what i'm primarily going to talk to you about and greg asked me when he first uh, got in touch with me back in the summer it's all about anxiety you know in these times, everybody's in an anxious state, in a fearful state. Um, and so our dogs pick up on that energy. Dogs are really good at picking up on your energy. So if you're feeling stressed or a little bit anxious about anything, and especially when you are working your dog, it's really important to remain as calm as possible and transfer that to your dog so they pick up that energy so that then you can they, they can then work really well for you. So what I'm like to share with you today is <clears throat> all about anxiety, where it comes from, how your dog is feeling when they're anxious, 
how do you feel when you are anxious because it relates to how your dog is feeling too and I'd like to share with you three really nice strokes that you can do with your dog before you harness up during your walk and after work when you take the harness off and all of this helps to alleviate stress and calm your dog it allows you to, these strokes allow you to reconnect with your dog in a lovely and supportive way. And one of the things that I teach in, uh, in my courses with clients is how you can use your voice to support and calm your dog. So I'm going to be talking to you about voice intonation. And also how breathing, how your breathing can actually calm you and your dog. And, and also, uh, I'm going to touch a bit on about brain fatigue. When we are tired and stressed, when your dog is tired and stressed, brain fatigue kicks in. Brain fatigue kicks in. And what that does is that it's not just about being tired. Your brain can't cope with all that sensory information. And your dog usually shuts down or they overly react to things. So let's begin with where anxiety comes from. This is the definition and it's, it's for all beings. Anxiety is the body's natural response to stress. It is the feeling of fear or apprehension about what is to come. So causes could be a big event or a buildup of smaller stressful life situations that may be the trigger. As an example, if you got out of bed in the morning and you stumped your toe, you'd curse a bit, but you'd carry on with your day. And as you uh, were going about your day, something else happened to cause you to feel a bit more stressed. And then something else would happen, like you might have an argument with your neighbor, or you might have a bad phone call with somebody. And all these little types of stresses build up. And then at the end of the day, you might walk in to the house and somebody might say something to you and you just explode. And, it, and it's like you start shouting or you just, you just let rip with how you're feeling. And it's not so much that what this person has said to you, it's all these little triggers that have, that have acted and built up your body and your brain to cause you to erupt finally in the evening. Do you all understand what I'm saying? I hope you do. <laughs> Good. Some common symptoms of anxiousness are nervousness, restlessness, being tense, panting, reactivity, Body sensitivity does not like being touched. And Louise, I think you had a question on that. We'll be touching on that later. The dog is also clinicky, cling, clingy and panicky. <clears throat> so first of all, I'd like to talk about your voice intonation, what it is. <clears throat> now, I, I've got a pretty calm voice. and People tell me that anyway. 
And when I'm with a dog, I'm really aware of what I'm saying to them, especially when working or out walking my guy, is that I want them to remain calm because when a dog's brain and body is calm, they can hear you and they can work better. So my voice is, being a, being a woman, I tend to have a very high voice. And when we speak, and for the guys as well, we talk from our throat. When I'm working with a dog, I actually talk from my diaphragm. And what this does is that you're breathing into what you're saying. If you hold your breath, I'll try and do it now. If you hold your breath, you start to get a bit panicky and your voice goes higher because you can't breathe. However, when you breathe into what you're saying to your dog, whether it's forward, straight on, good boy, awesome job. Do you hear the difference then? Forward, straight on. Good boy, good girl. It's being, when you calm your voice, you're actually more authentic with your voice and your dogs, all dogs pick up on authenticity. So when you're rewarding your dog, awesome job. Thank you. That was great. I really appreciate that. Just say that. Thank you. And that will help your dog go, oh, mom or dad's got my back. I'm good with this. I can cope with this. It all helps with reducing anxiety, reducing stress in a situation. And it will help the dog, if they've been in a stressful situation, to calm down quicker. Because with your voice and with the touches I'm going to explain to you, it will help your dog settle and calm. And then they can work. They can do their job. Brain fatigue is when, this is when the brain is overstimulated to the point where it is unable to sort out what is safe or what isn't. So it tries to make sense of everything it sees, hears and smells. So when your dog is getting stressed and when you are stressed, if there's too much going on for your senses to take in, you get overloaded. And the brain gets overloaded. And this is what happens to your dog, especially when there's lots of things going on. And general public, they're all panicky and fearful at the moment. So your dogs pick up on energy, but they need to pick up on your energy. So that's where your voice comes in. Help them calm. But brain fatigue is very different than being tired. Because you can be physically and mentally tired, However, brain fatigue, what happens is the brain goes into a survival state. And in the survival state, the brain cannot process what is safe and what isn't safe. And so you might find your dog shutting down, not responding as well, or it may be reacting to situations that they weren't normally reactive to. Like they see a dog, they might get a bit more reactive to the dog, even though your dog may not have of distraction so there's lots of little things that are moving to put your dog in a more stressful anxious state when a dog has brain fatigue like humans have brain fatigue especially if you've had a brain trauma 
the only way you can recover is sleep. So nap time for your dog is really, really important to help them recover. And a good night's sleep for your dog is a good way for them to recharge all their batteries. So I'd like to go ahead and just go through some strokes with you. <clears throat> now, these strokes are based on the Tellington Touch um, medium for connecting with your dog. I'm a T-Touch practitioner. However, over my years of working with working dogs, I've adapted these types of touch, these strokes, so that you can do them with your working dog. So they may be slightly different. If you're familiar with T-Touch, they may be slightly different from that. These, these strokes, these touches, I'm going to just talk briefly about the science behind why these work. All our, our whole body is covered in receptors, sensory receptors. And we have receptors underneath our skin and they're called, and it's called the tactile system. We have other receptors in our ears, which are the vestibule system, which helps with our balance. And then we have other receptors on our joints and on our ligaments and tendons that are called proprioception. And that is about knowing where our body parts are in space. And that also helps with balance and keeping your dog fit and healthy. Facial awareness is the big one for the proprioception. How this works. So for an example, if you're stroking your dog's shoulder, depending on how you're stroking your dog, is dependent on the information that is going from these receptors up the, up the sensory and nervous system to the brain. And that's where the brain processes this information. And it says to the brain says to the dog or for us, do we need to be concerned? Is this fun? Am I going to get excited or is this nice and calm? Now for many people, Roughing your dog up in a nice way. When you're playing, that's great. They need that release. They need that energy. But when you stroke your dog very quickly, it activates and energizes the dog. Hence, when you're playing with your dog, they love that. However, when your dog is working, you want to help them come back to a calm and safe place. And you do that by a very slow, deliberate, light pressure touch. So what I'd like all of you to do, and we're going to practice this on yourself first, so you can mm. understand the type of touch, is to place your dominant hand on your arm. And again, it can be over your clothes. It doesn't, it doesn't have to be your bare arm. And I want you to place your hand, palm down, on your arm and just let the weight of your hand be on your arm. Now, how does that feel? Does that feel a little bit heavy? Does it feel comfortable? Can you feel heat coming out of your hand onto your arm? 
You don't have to answer those questions to me. It's just about yourself. So you feel the amount of pressure that is on your arm. And I would just like you to lift your hand a tad, tiny, tiny bit, so that you can feel your arm underneath your hand, but you're in control of your hand. You're not letting that full pressure fall on your hand. It's a really nice light pressure. And what I'd like you to do, if you can think of a clock face, and 12 o'clock is always nearest the floor. So in my case, my right hand is on my left arm and my fingers are pointing down to the floor. So for me, that would be 12 o'clock. And I'm going to move my hand so that it moves, in this case, my shirt sleeve. And it moves the skin underneath my hand in a circular motion clockwise. So you start at nine. You move your hand round to three, all the way round to six, all the way round to nine, and take your hand away. So it's a three-quarter turn, basically. <clears throat> Any questions so far? We're good? Excellent. Now that type of pressure, that circle... It's very important that you are moving, you're not moving your hand through the dog's coat, or in this case, your shirt. Your hand is moving the skin over the dog's body. And you only do as much as that skin will allow. You don't force it, you just do a nice, calm circle. How does that feel for everybody? All good. No questions, so I'm sure you're busy doing that. Now that's a basic circular touch. We're not necessarily going to cover that today. I'm going to cover that in the audio. So the technique is more about how much pressure you put, put on there. Being definite with your movement but not forcing it, just going with the flow. And to help you slow down this stroke, because as I'm saying it and doing it, that's, that's the speed you need to do these strokes. Slower the touch, the calmer the dog. Slower the touch, the calmer the dog. Now, what you can do if your dog's handy by you is working... Being at the side of your dog, and it doesn't matter which side while you try it out, is to place your hand, palm down, on the top of the dog's shoulders. Now, if your dog's lying down, that's fine too. But we're going to be working from the top of the shoulders down towards the leg. So it might be easier to be at your dog's shoulders side rather than on the leg side. I hope you all get my drift. So place your hand on the dog's shoulder with the same pressure you had on your arm. If your dog gets up, just say, everything's fine, you're good. Use your voice to help calm the dog. 
And then what we're going to do is we are going to move our hand. Our, we're going to stroke the dog, but we're going to move our hand, fingers facing towards the leg, down the dog's let down the dog's shoulder, that muscly part to the elbow, and then back up. But what we're going to do with our hands as we move our hands down, we're going to open our fingers. And then as we come back up, we're going to close our fingers. And all of your palm of your hand and your fingers are next to the dog. And I want you just to do that once. Bring it back up, bring your hand away. And when you try this, breathe into it. Breathing is important. So as you move your hand down, Breathe out, and as you bring your back hand back up, breathe back in. So it's all natural. Your arm will relax. As soon as you calm your breathing, your arm will relax, your hand will relax. Now, if your dog gets up and moves away, they're saying, okay, I can't cope with this. That's fine. Respect them for what they're saying, because when their brain has made sense of this, they'll come back and they'll most probably want more. They will get used to it over the days. They will get used to it and they will love you for it. <clears throat> when you do this stroke on the shoulder, just do the one side. And as you, we're just going to add a little bit more here. So as you go down from the top of the shoulder blade, and this is where the harness is going to sit, remember, as you move your hand down, open your fingers to the shoulder, to the elbow, as you come back up, I want you, rather than come straight back up, come back up at an angle so you move over the top of the rib cage and bring your hand away. And remember to breathe. When we breathe, we tend to hold our muscles tight. And just do it once or twice, then don't do any more because with this type of touch, remember, it's a new way of stroking your dog, communicating with your dog, and they need a break. Their brain, sensory system, nervous system needs a break. Now, this, this touch that I've just explained to you, starting at the top of the shoulders, going down towards the elbow, and then coming back up, partly over the rib cage, back to the spine, that's a really nice one to do both sides of the dog. So the right side and then the left side before you put the harness on. It helps get them comfortable for the harness. And then once the harness is on, do it again, just over the harness, over the dog, down the shoulder, open your fingers, bring your hand back up. And then take your hand back down, open your fingers around the rib cage to the center of the belly, center of the rib cage, not the belly, center of the rib cage, and then come back up, closing your fingers, and then move your hand away slowly. Don't just finish touching and bring your hand away, stroke it off the dog and away in the air. Are we all good with that? Excellent. So this touch that you can do before you put the harness on, 
when the harness is on, when you come back home, when you take the harness off, just do that stroke over both sides of the dogs, shoulder and chest, when you take the harness off. It will re-energize, it will bring um, new circulation to that part of the dog and it will help them feel comfortable and feel more rested. All good? Excellent, no questions. I have a question, it's Wendy. Hi, Wendy. I wanted to know, do you do, you do both hands at the same time or do you do um, just one hand and then the other hand? Great question. Just one hand. Just one hand. So your do- your dominant hand should be the one that does that? Do whichever is feeling comfortable. Now, most of your dogs work on the left. Yes. So <clears throat> what, what you do is you stand on your dog's right side. So you use your left hand to go over the left side of the dog's body. And then sometimes what you can do is use your right hand, but keeping the left hand, this is another touch. Great question, Wendy, this is great. (laughs) So if your dog's on your left, they're standing, might be a bit more difficult when they're sitting, but move your hand over the dog's shoulder down to the elbow, the left shoulder, And then when you bring your hand back up to the spine, just turn your hand over so the the fingers are are pointing down on the right side of your dog's shoulder. And then come back up, swing your hand over, and go down the left rib cage. Come back up, swing your hand over, and move down the right-hand side of the rib cage. Now, when you do this, this is why breathing is really important, is that when you breathe, when you, when you hold your breath, you get tense. When you breathe, your shoulder, your elbow, your wrist, and your fingers start to relax because you need that movement in the whole of your arm to achieve this nice, consistent, slow movement. Does that help, Wendy? Yes, it does. Thanks very much. Thank you for that. Okay, another time you can use this, I call it a shoulder stroke, is when you're out working and you stop at a down curb or you stand for anything, waiting for a bus, waiting for the uh, tube. No, tubes, that's London, isn't it? (laughs) That's British. Um, You know what I mean. Set a train, anything like that. If you've got that moment, just bend down. Do that touch across the shoulders. You don't have to do the rib cage. It's just around both shoulders. If your dog stopped while they're they're working because there might be crowds ahead, again, just say, oh, awesome job. Thank you for stopping. And just do a really slow touch. And it doesn't have to be over both shoulders. It might just be one shoulder because that's all you've got time for because you need to assess what's going on. But what this does is it reconnects you with your dog in a potential stressful situation. And what it does, it's you're reconnecting with your dog. Awesome job. This is great. Hang on a minute. Got to figure out what's going on. And then you, you, you're almost resetting them to set off again. 
in a, in a calm and relaxed way, as calm and relaxed as possible. So I use a lot, I do that a lot, even with when I'm walking pet dogs. Reconnect at the down curb. You're doing a great job, thank you. When you're stopping, when you go to a social situation and, you, and your dog's standing there, just lean down and give them this stroke. Let them know you're still there. It's a great way of connecting. And use your voice, use your breath, awesome job. You're reducing their stress level. And you'll find it will help your stress levels come down as well. And that'll do it for another edition of Spotlight on Assistance Dogs. Thanks so much for listening. And be sure to mark November 18th on your calendar. And we'll hear part two of what Jane Madigan had to say. Until then... Take good care of yourself, and have a good month. Bye for now. Are you a fan of old-time radio? Do you remember the way radio used to be? All crackly, but wonderful. Do you remember shows like The Bob Hogan, Burns and Allen, Jack Benny, and of course, The Shadow? If so, then you're in for a treat. Join Larry and John Gassman. Every Sunday at 12 hours UTC on the Global Voice for same time, same station. If it's anything to do with old time radio, they'll bring it to us. That's same time, same station on the one and only Global Voice. Don't forget, same time, same station. Check the Global Voice website for repeat times.